Welcome to Zags on Air. I'm your host, Nassim Gutierrez, with co-hosts Bobby Levitin and Julian Anchetta. Tonight, we have a very special guest, a uh, COVID sophomore, a uh, player on the women's volleyball team, and from Pocatello, Idaho, Zoe Tharos. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, guys. This is pretty cool. Never have uh, done a podcast. I've always wanted to, so this is, this is pretty sweet. So thank you, guys. Of course. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah. My first question is your life growing up. How is it growing up in Pocatello? Yeah, so a lot of people don't know where Pocatello really is. Whenever they say, where are you from? I say, oh, a small town in southern Idaho, you know, potatoes, um, <laughs> lots of old people. But, you know, there's lots of fun things to do. Uh, I grew up skiing, playing basketball, playing soccer, volleyball, pretty much any sport I could get my hands on I was invested in. Um, skiing being the biggest one, though, I was on the ski team at a Thank mountain you. really close by. Uh, man, I love to hike. Typical summers were spent on a boat. I had a had a great childhood just playing sports and being around all my family. So I was blessed to have grandma in town as well. So I would spend my days there getting fed really well and then, um, you know, going back home at night and staying in my own house. But um, couldn't complain about Pocatello. What was some meals your grandma made for you? Man, I come from a big Greek family. So typical um, dolmadas. We had avgalemino soup. Um, Greek salad. I'm a big Greek salad fan. Uh, you name it. Lemony rice, potatoes, chicken. So we were always fed really well. Um, lend lots of dessert, too. What about Spanakopita? Oh, Spanakopita. Yeah, Spanakopita. She, I'm I not. I said it right. <laughs> no, you said it pretty good. <laughs> <Okay>. um, yeah. <laughs> good enough. Uh, all the things. That, man, baklava. That one, that one's good. Um, so grew up around great food, which, you know, it's always nice to come home to now, not being in Pocatello all the time. What what was it like for you growing up in like a small town and then obviously coming to Spokane? I know it's a bigger town, but like just sort of growing up, talk about sort of what it was like growing up in a small town, maybe just probably knowing a lot more people. Yeah, so everyone knew uh, each other. And what was unique about Pocatello was that there were only three high schools. And so anytime you played your, you know, arrival, the whole town would be at your match or that game that night. So Friday night football was a big thing. Friday night basketball was a big thing. Um, and the community really r rallied around that competition, but also united us, of course, you know. So I loved it. No traffic. It was great. We had a Can't great local, that. yeah, a great <laughs> local uh, bagelry. So I'd have, have my daily lunch, uh, you know, at noon, drive to the same bagelry every day. Um, great friends ever since I was a kid that lasted me throughout my senior year. So it was kind of a typical little small town vibe, but I would not take it. For granted, because now being here, it's bigger. Um, you don't get a chance to know everything, everybody. So I really appreciated it and loved it. Um, what was one of your favorite things growing up in Pocatello? Man, I'd probably say just the people who were there. Not necessarily a thing because there's not much other than a Costco and a Dick Sporting Goods in Pocatello. So Costco has everything. Oh, though, so. yeah. No, <laughs> it does. literally. Um, so just being with my family on the patio is probably one of the most vivid memories I have as a, as a kid. People... Or my family would come from everywhere to Pocatello. Uh, was kind of our family hub where everyone grew up. And so nights on the patio, just eating food, drinking together. Like, it was my favorite times. Absolutely. Pretty simple. Yeah, it sounded like great times. Yeah. Yeah. It always sounded like a great night. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of interested because I, we brought up marmots earlier when we were, when we were like, uh, for research. And honestly, I didn't know what a marmot was. And so they, so I they, was confused that that was on there. I'm like, yeah. marmots. Yeah, so they, they explained to me it was like a, a bigger squirrel. Yeah. Right? So have you like, do you see marmots a lot over there? Or like kind of like what's the deal with marmots over there? Yeah, so like um, 
I've moved homes, but at my yeah. old house, we lived uh, in the boonies, and we had a huge vole problem. And a vole is like a, vole. a huge mole, and they just dig tunnels oh, in throughout yeah, your yeah. grass, and oh. they killed our grass probably three or four summers. So, uh, And my dog, I had a corgi. He always used to bring back like a marmot like on our front porch step because we'd let him run loose, and <laughs> we'd have like some presents from time to time. So Voles look like little mouses. Yeah, they're kind of they're creepy looking. Yeah. They're cute. They're cute, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Wait, hold, hold on. I don't hold like on. voles. Hold on. hold on. They're pretty cute. Eh. Looks like a porcupine. Yeah, it looks, yeah. Like, it looks, like, yeah, it looks like a mouse and a porcupine. <laughs> it looks like a mix between a mouse and a porcupine. I think they're cute. <laughs> I think they're, you're the maybe only they're one cute when really. they're not like digging up your grass. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. probably true. <laughs> when you were growing up, did you, um, did you always want to be a volleyball player? Did that sort of come about later in life, or was that so, where you sort of set on that? Yeah, so like I said, I played every different sport. I was extremely competitive. I was I was the girl who like at recess would knock the guy over and capture the flag Love or it, football yeah. to like score. I Love was it. I was tough. Um volleyball didn't come around until I saw my mom in the gym coaching and she had to take me to practice during work. Like cuz I had no one to babysit me, right? So I'd go to practice and I was probably fourth grade and I'd just be jumping in every drill I could, shagging balls. Um and then I pretty much fell in love with it instantly being there every day. And I knew I wanted to play volleyball somehow, someday, any way I could. Um, obviously, playing collegiate volleyball is a dream, but that didn't become a really big priority in my life till later. Um, but I just wanted to have fun and compete any way I could. So you said your dream of playing volleyball didn't like exist until you were older. Like, How old would you say? I'd probably say um, in middle school, I was the really tall girl, like as you... You <laughs> know, really tall girl who. Um, My sister's in the room, by the way. She's pretty tall. She's like six feet tall. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> For real. No. I just knew. I totally forgot what question we were. It was uh, <laughs> when, like, when did that oh, when, like, when? dream yeah. exist? Okay, yeah. Middle school. So I was bigger than everybody else. My priorities were, you know, athletics, academics. And I knew then I wanted to take it more seriously. And I would get on the best club teams I could every year still tagging along with my mom and her dream and following along sports, high school sports that were a big part of my life as well. So I'd probably say the age 13, 14, I was ready to like put the work in necessary to play. What, so, what other sport would you say you probably best at other than volleyball? Basketball. I was, Come on, there we go. Uh, I was a really there big hooper up until probably my sophomore year of high school. And oh, okay. at that point when you know my dream is to play college volleyball, it's it's hard to balance both because right. they become year-round sports as you guys know exactly, so yeah. i had to choose one and it was volleyball but i loved basketball mostly because i could shove people around <laughs> it was more physical so you still play it i i try to i play a good game of horse okay. probably you know mm. once or twice a week in the weight room up with mtr strength coach but i want to play some intramurals after Ooh, i'm done there you go the there spring the spring of my senior year do back in the gym yeah is it yeah. co-ed or girls only Oh, co-ed. Come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on. I don't know. It's not that <laughs> obvious. Co-ed's weird. We got two other girls on my team who used to hoop, too, and, they, okay. and they're down for it. So okay. you could see us in the future. Dang. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know if I'd want to. One of them's Kara, and she's pretty nice. Oh, yeah, she's she, tall, too. She, she's oh, she's, yeah, she's nasty with it. Please let me be on your team. Accepting invitations. I'm graduating next year, so I probably won't. Accepting applications. Yeah. I'll keep it open. There we go. I can dunk. You can putting that out there. I would hope you could. Do yeah, that. I would hope. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I can, shoot, I, can, I can shoot too. I can shoot. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Utility player. Um, 
But you, yeah. like, I want to go back to your childhood a little bit because yeah. you said you didn't realize you were going to be a collegiate uh, volleyball player until you, you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you want to be when you were little, like when you were like, just a child? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, so I went back and forth between like, wanting to be a veterinarian and also being a doctor. So I actually shadowed at like, our local vet hospital probably for a year or two when I was younger. Like cleaning out cages, watching surgeries. I was the total like horse girl, you know, typical. Um, obsessed with animals, so I wanted to do that. But then also I wanted to help people out as well. Um, even when I was little, I could handle pressure really well. I liked being the person to solve the problem. And I was like, oh, I could probably make a pretty good doctor. And, you know, when at that time when you're young, you're like, oh, you make a lot of money being a doctor too. But uh, I wanted to help people. And I still would like to do that. Uh, but my way of helping people now is serving my teammates on the court and like our community here in Spokane. So I got the best of both worlds still somehow. So you know? a veterinarian and a doctor. Yeah. What about like not professionally, but more like maybe a princess? Did you want to be a princess or did you want to <laughs> oh, be like, come on, dude. Li- I was, listen, listen, I was I, never that girl. On. When I was, <laughs> when I was little, I want to be a power ranger. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a power ranger so bad when I grew up. So is there like something, I mean, that I you think in a, in a way, like maybe a movie actress, maybe a, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Cinderella. an artist, yeah. <laughs> an artist, um, man, artist. What? I would probably say like a female superhero, probably Wonder Woman. I always yeah. liked her because yeah, like I said, I was the girl who wore like basketball shorts to school every day, the ponytail, like I had the Nike shocks, there like, we the, go. the springy, you know, soles. So I was definitely not a girly girl. So I never. Princess never came. Were you on the mind. Nike Elite trend with the socks? I was in the Nike Elite trend. <laughs> there, yep. there we go. Yeah. There we go. Like, <laughs> the type when you pull them up all the way up to your calves. Like, yeah. When it's a little bit too far over yeah. and you never scrunched them. So exactly. I was part of that for a little bit. You're valid. That's <laughs> 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 the vibe check. Uh, <laughs> so you were talking about your mom, right? Yeah. Uh, playing ball. She got you, she's the one who got you interested in volleyball, right? So like, what type of influence do your parents have on you growing up? Geez, they, they were everything. Um, they were the parents who, they even though they were busy and really worked hard to like provide for our family, they made sure to spend more time with us and to get us engaged into things. And so, you know, every day it was, uh, it was very emphasized to be a great older sister to my little brother. And so mm-hmm. I learned a lot um, just kind of being his role model and um, having them teach me how to be disciplined and ordered, but also like how to have fun and enjoy family. So... Mm-hmm. They they made me who I am. Uh, they made me really gritty. They made me tough, but they also taught me how to have fun. Like my family is a, a loud Greek family, and there you, go. you know we're we're very close. Are um, you Greek on both sides? Yep. Okay. Both sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, so it's a lot of Greek in one. What are what are some cultures or like traditions maybe you guys do as a family? Yeah. So a big one is Easter, and we call it Pascha. Uh, so Easter in the Greek church is a, a whole week ordeal, and it involves lots of eating, you know, lots of drinking, lots of going to church. Um, and so every year in April, the whole family would come to Pocatello, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. And after a midnight church service, like the resurrection service, we'd all come back to my grandma's house and have like a big break the fast um, meal. And we'd be up till like four or five in the morning, just wow. eating, drinking, playing games, uh, just being together. So that's one that's always stuck around. It's been hard for grandma to stay up that late. Oh man, she was she was drinking, so she was awake. Oh, yeah, she was a firecracker. She was wife of the party. <laughs> yeah, no, she, yes. she, no, she was the one who wanted to be up at four or five in the morning. She was like, no, keep, no, keep going, let's go. Yeah, all the kids were stuffed and ready to go to bed, but um There you go. Yeah, we, we love to be together. Could you talk a little bit about the importance of family to you specifically? Yeah. Um 
So, I mean, being away from family now so much, just with playing volleyball year-round, these two seasons in a row with January starting uh, the COVID season in August, I mean, every time I see them, it's it's amazing. My Even the day trips up to the Davenport where my mom will stay and spend, um, you just appreciate those little moments of, you know, riding in the car together or picking her up from the airport. Those things um, I really love, and it's it's great to see them in the stands when they can be here. Um, and then to watch from afar, like my little brother excel in high school and have his basketball games and experience what I used to is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so your little brother plays basketball. Is that what he does then? Yes. How good is he? Is he better than you were? Uh, I don't know. Oh. He's he's definitely taller than Nas. He's six eight. Oh, oh wow! And he's, Wait, what? He's oh, six eight. Damn. He's uh, he's sixteen, oh, size fifteen. So he's oh, a big shoot. kid, but yeah. he's. Dang. His his thing is ni- his niche is more school. He wants to be an aerospace engineer, so oh he doesn't. Good for him. Yeah, for he him, has yeah. the brains of the family. Um, he doesn't want to be a basketball player. He doesn't want to be a basketball player. No. Is he getting recruited oh by colleges? Or no, he's he plays high school ball. He's a good high school ball player, but I think he just he loves it because it's with his friends. He gets to be in front of a crowd and have fun. But I'm definitely the more competitive, okay, just go get it sibling. Where he he's a little more reserved, but he. He's really good at what he loves to do. Where does your yeah. competitiveness, 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 competitiveness? Where does it come? Where from? does it come from? Yeah, you know, I think it comes from watching my mom and dad just go after whatever they wanted early mm-hmm. in life and get it, whether it was um, a job, whether it was, um, you know, landing landing a sale, or you know, just. Anything like my my dad was super big into running and watching mm-hmm. him just run uh, seven miles every day and get better and better. I was like, dang, like, that's pretty cool. He's sticking with that. So um, I think watching them just tackle whatever obstacle came in their way made me want to do the same. And like I said, I, I loved life, had no fears when I was little. I was really courageous. And so I kind of got on a high from just winning. I loved winning, whether it was a board game like anything i was a sore loser so <laughs> honestly i think it might just be ingrained yeah. in my dna but I, are you tossing like a game board if you lose or what are you doing <laughs> are you storming up the stairs are you was, still that way today i've definitely got a lot better but i i'm a sore loser <laughs> i really hate losing and you know like with collegiate athletics a lot of times you you can't be so frustrated about the outcome sometimes it's a huge long process it's a marathon and that comes with maturity is knowing that but if i still were to play you in a board game i would get pissed if i lost i wouldn't talk to you for about 10 minutes and then maybe i'd play again well so. put away the twister then i'll yell <laughs> twister put away the twister yeah she's gonna push you over now. <laughs> well, might Fair play a little dirty i don't know <laughs> might cheat a little bit <laughs> what were you talking about if you're, if you're not cheating you're not winning that's there you go. Yeah, there you exactly. go. When you were talking about your traditions, you mentioned how religion was a big part of your life. Yeah. But does that come mainly from your Greek background, or where does that belief come from? Yeah, uh, it definitely stems from that Greek background, baptized from a very young age. Um, but I would say my faith really comes from uh, my dad. He was the most most faithful man I've ever met. He, His life and his journey was a hard one. He never got anything handed to him, but throughout it all, he was the most like God-fearing man and that he always fell back on God when he was struggling and seeing him navigate, you know, adversity with whatever it was and having him be so calm about it. You just knew there was kind of a bigger force driving that sincerity, that calmness um, and just watching him give to others was probably the biggest thing. He had a compassion unlike any other that I've ever seen. And so um, 
I really think that seeing how he interacted with people is what's also driven my faith and is uh like I strive to be more Christ-like through how I serve others and you know my compassion and things like that so uh, especially being away from home and dealing with you know the struggles of uh you know balancing athletics and school uh, that can get really hard and so it's it's nice to fall back on something like that it's a great mindset to have yeah, yeah. my question would be like how has it helped you in your personal life man it's it's everything um if i'm having a crappy day if we came back late from a road trip like saturday night going to church at 10 a.m the next morning um it's just a chance for me to clear my head and you get so wrapped up in performance in school and um, on the court. And it's nice to go and just say, like, wow, none of that really matters. I think we get caught up so much in the worldly desires of things and these temporary feelings of, you know, excitement, happiness, joy, whatever they are. But you get to fall back on something that's permanent like that. It's, it's really calming. And it makes you think, you know, why am I taking myself so seriously, you know? It kind of builds your spirituality a little bit. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, and it's it's nice to have teammates too that also um, are really strong in their faith, and they teach you a lot, you know. So, so your teammates are very similar. Yeah, uh, my best friend actually, she's Alyssa Kim, uh, number oh, one. Yeah, yep. yeah. She, uh, her dad was a pastor actually, and so oh, wow. we we bounce back and forth lots of different things, and it's really nice to have that church family away from home because the Greek church is so so tight-knit and strong back home. I mean, it's family I've known since I was a little girl. Right. And to go to a church here where I'm, you know, just standing by myself in the pew, sometimes it can be hard, but having that relationship with my teammates and that openness is so nice. And um, especially with in athletics itself, too, we have Bulldog Athlete Ministry, and it's a great way to connect. It also sounds like this was, it also sounds like this was also like sort of a calming mechanism for you as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I said, it, it gets rough, you know, when you're so wrapped up in playing well, winning matches, all these external things you can't control. It's, it really is a grounding anchor for a lot of people. Yeah, It sounds like you definitely came to the right university for that. Yes. Yeah. We love the Jesuits. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So is there, is, really quick, is there a big uh, Greek community in Pocatello? Yeah, it's actually pretty weird because um, my grandma and grandfather, they were the f- um, their parents were the first to emigrate from Greece over here and they settled really? to build a railroad, the Union Pacific Railroad in Pocatello. Oh, and wow. so my church wow. is actually 105 years old. No kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so their ancestors were the first to build it and you know all the Greeks, their couple of Greeks are there, they're all going to go. Um uh-huh. so it's really deeply rooted in Pocatello. It's very random, but it's it's a huge community there. So well, historically though, it's so there's Pocatello is like a stopping ground for the Oregon Trail. Uh-huh. Um and then when people settle there they started building the railroads and stuff like that. So your family, you're saying your family was a part of that generation. Yes. That's yes. insane. That was very cool. Huh? That's yeah. insane. When was the last time you've been to Greece? I went in 2011 was the last time. Oh, wow. um, a little bit. Yeah. My dad was actually born there and adopted to the States through a, it's a really crazy story. And uh, my mom wanted to find his mother for him. And mm-hmm. uh, we found them through a little private investigator. And we went wow. and it turns out he has four sisters. And so I have a whole different family over there that we spent about a month. What what part of Greece? It's called Fares. It's a really tiny town on the border of Turkey and Greece. Okay. Um. So the village life it was it was pretty crazy to see like goats in pastures and little old Greek ladies, you know, in their (laughs) gardens. Like it was a totally different different lifestyle. But I would love to go back soon. I'm kind of confused because you're saying your grandparents moved here, but you have your dad's family has a family in Greece. Yes. 
The grandparents was, was, your, was your was your because I know oh mom's side were the grandparents. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay, yes. Did so I know really quickly, and we'll get and we'll get into this a little later. But your dad played at Weber State. Mm-hmm. Did he come from Greece here, or was he already living in the states? So he uh, at the age of four, he was a he was in an orphanage in Greece for four years because mm-hmm. his mother oh, okay. his mother That's had nice. him out of wedlock, and that was a big no no back in the day. And so he, uh, he her oh I know. His mom's dad made her give him up, basically. And he was adopted to Salt Lake City, Utah. And that's kind of where he found basketball growing up around the jazz and um, things like that. And so then ever since he got over to Greece at the age of four, he he stayed. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What a story. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Wow. An orphan. I know. Yeah. So he he has come a long way. Yes. Quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And then he found his family in Greece. Mm Mm-hmm. How powerful was that for you? Because were you with him at that time, or was he on his own journey? Uh, no, he, I, I was with him. We, I was, I think, probably 10 years old. My little brother was probably six. How powerful and, was that? Um, like, like I said, my dad, he was in the military, never seen the man cry, a day in my life. And then this short, little, just bright, green-eyed lady, you know, comes through, like, the, the tarmac on the airplane, and he just starts crying crying and i'm like what like why is he crying i'm like wait he's it's the first time he's seen his mom and um they we brought them here on a trip as well like all four sisters um grandma or yaya as we call them in greek Mm -hmm. and then we went over there so watching that relationship kind of build and blossom and them just hit it off was pretty cool yeah that's making me tear up a little bit oh i'm I'm not gonna lie like amazing story after this story and then king richard over the weekend watching (laughs) that movie like i'm honest it's been it's been a real emotional weekend so i appreciate that yeah it's it's cool because sometimes i wish i was older watching that happen because i think that it would really rock me even more and it would be something that i would never forget but i'm still never going to forget seeing my my big strong dad just you know start crying in the airport you know so it's pretty amazing that we found him. Like that's kind of a one in a million thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, wow. I don't know what to say for a <laughs> second. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite no, a story. Was, I guess. Oh, thank you for sharing. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing course. that. Um, okay. So we'll transition a little bit. To, uh, I know uh, health and fitness is obviously a big yeah. part of being a collegiate athlete in mm-hmm. sports. How important is it for you? Do you have like a daily routine that you do? Like how how um how much do you pay attention to like your health and things you eat and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, health and fitness is huge. Um, I love the weight room. I am obsessed with the weight room. It's kind of like my meditation. If I if I don't feel good, if I'm feeling cloudy, it's kind of like going on a run, but I don't like running, so I'm going to lift weights, you know? Let it out that way. Um, it's interesting, you know, having that relationship with food and exercise, being a, a female collegiate athlete, because you see, especially recently a lot, like those can be really detrimental relationships with, uh, I've played with girls who have had, trouble with like eating disorders um i have a friend that actually just just is going through that right now and um the pressure to really just perform and train well and you know at some points that has got to me before but through like those hardships with trying to be the most elite like you can be you learn so much about it and i think that what i've learned most about like my health and fitness in my body is that rest is okay and because i'm the type of girl that i want to just be productive all the time i want to get better every day reps before practice reps after and so that gets really tough but finding that balance is like is pure bliss you know um i love it i love talking about it i could nerd out about this for like hours so i'm gonna try and keep it like short but um huge passion of mine like if i if i didn't want to make 
you know, a great living one day, I would want to like be a trainer or a strength coach. Like that's totally my hobby. But for now, I want to keep it a passion that I don't have to be burdened with because it's like my escape from things that, you know, I have to do and I get to go like lift. I get to go do those things. So yeah. I you, love it. When you guys do like team lifting sessions, are you just in the corners and you're like headphones in just like in your own group sort of? So I, I'm like pretty loud and energetic when we lift. Like I, I'm slapping everybody high five. I'm putting weights on for others. Like I'm telling Kennedy, like put more weight on the bar. And then Kara, if you've seen her, she's very strong, like yeah. strongest girl I know. Like I'm yelling at her to put more on. Um, the weight room is a chance like where I think that people can find their confidence. And I love just saying, Hey, you can do it. Like push yourself. You got this. So I'm very like, I'm an extrovert in the weight room for sure. Like, of course I'll go in and like put the AirPods in some days and just kind of grind, but I love being around my teammates and other athletes in there. It's super fun. I'm sure they appreciate you for yeah. it too. Hey, you know, gain season. There we go. Does it ever get too intense? Does it ever get what? Too intense. Um, I don't think so. I think we, like I said, we know our balance and our line. There's obviously days in the summer and spring where we're training really hard and it sucks and maybe you don't want to be there. Um, but I think the weight room is a chance where you can set your own individual goals and just keep getting better and better and better because they don't think there's really an end to how strong you can get or your boundaries you can push. So I think it's a chance to just feel really free. So if it starts getting to the point where it's too intense and I'm, I'm not having fun and that's where I have to reevaluate and say, okay, maybe I'm burnt out. Maybe I need to focus on my mental aspect of the game instead of push more weight or get, you know, another bucket of balls and serving after practice. So I want to keep, I love doing hard things. I love, you know, terrible workouts. Completing those feels freaking great. So I'm going to yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. I'm sure one day I'll be like running marathons or something. I have to compete somehow. Uh, so I am. Oh, I don't know. I love the intensity, but um, purposely fill class each semester just to stay here. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I love the intensity. I I thrive off of it, but you know I'm learning the rest is good. Like I said, so. So you've kind of figured it out. Like you're like, okay, I I know like, and it sounds like you're encouraging teammate more than anything else. Yeah. So you're encourager. You're an encourager, and you know how to like balance yourself. So you're like pushing yourself enough that you're maximize maximizing your ability, but you're also like doing other things to like keep your mind healthy and like sane so you're not just overdoing it exactly yeah because i i've known myself good enough to where if i if i'm burnt out i'm not gonna be my best self for my teammates and so it's important for me to keep that where it's supposed to be so that i can be that encourager for others you know mm -hmm. that's a like i said i love i love serving my teammates that way giving them energy hyping them up giving them confidence i i live for that that's why volleyball is so much fun um so yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, uh, a little bit uh, for your volleyball career. We've talked we talked about it a little bit, but in high school specifically, um, you were quite a big deal. <laughs> to put it lightly, to put it lightly, <laughs> graduated with a 4.0 or above valedictorian speaker, uh, STEM graduate, Idaho State Gatorade Player of the Year senior senior season senior season. Come on now. <laughs> uh, and you led Century to two four eight Idaho State championships in 2015 2018. Um, Quite the career! Wow, that Jeez, was that, better than me. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, come on. our high school right. team got six and not forget. No one cares. Oh. Not a but, but um, he's learning. So you had a, such a great career in high school. 
my first question is what led to that excellence not not only on the court but off the court too yeah um i would say that my parents were huge motivators and that i i my mom would always say you don't have to be the perfect but you have to be better than everybody else yeah. <laughs> that was a saying my mom had and i was like okay you're right i don't have to be perfect but i'm gonna do my damnedest to be the best i can and i've always had a really um I think just innate natural drive, like I said, that competitiveness has never left me. I don't think it ever will. Um, but like the camaraderie that was just around sports in a small town just was huge. And it was so much fun that you wanted to be the best. You wanted to be in the gym as much as you could. Um, playing with people you've been in school with since preschool, that also was an added level of just so much fun. Um, but honestly, in high school, that's probably the most free I've ever felt playing volleyball because you're literally just a high school kid playing a sport you love. Mm -hmm. So there's no better feeling. And I wanted to be in the gym. It wasn't ever a, Oh, I have practice. It was a, let's, let's go to practice. Screw yeah. homework. Um, so I think it was just the fun factor for me that I think made, made me have the opportunity to be great. You know, you mentioned how everyone in the town would, would show up to these games. Would you say the atmosphere at those games was probably be maybe better than here or the same or. I mean, We've had some good kennel showing outs for sure, yeah. but there's nothing like the rival school like yelling at you that you're overrated or that you <laughs> suck or, you know, they're they're in your face. And I'm the type of person that takes that and fuels me. I never really react, but like I play really good when I'm a little pissed off with a little edge. And yeah, so yeah. there is nothing better than doing that. And then also just playing in front of your friends in high school. Like if you guys have ever had that feeling like it's fun. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. the little tiny gym, it's felt huge with all those people in there yeah. um so were there big turnouts then yeah big turnouts especially you know my my school was a, a big powerhouse we had won six championships in a row and oh, we, wow uh and oh, we pretty shit. much dominated my district and so people love to show out for games and uh, we created a great culture at my school of support just not only for uh volleyball but other student athletes as well it was it was a big deal to go to each other's games and like I said, it was kind of that Friday Night Lights type feel. Nothing like it. Yeah. 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 So Nas obviously mentioned a lot of your accolades or achievements in high school. Um, <laughs> me up too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, hyping you not enough, honestly. That's impressive. There was more, by the way. Yeah, there was oh, more. So yeah, that was, was just more. tip of the iceberg. Yeah. That was just like, honestly, the top three. Yeah. Uh, so Stop. So to go along with that, what would be like your biggest achievement back either then or like now? Even? Something you're like the most proud yeah. of. Um, I would say committing to Gonzaga. You know, there that's... You you're at club tournaments with coaches from Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, all around you scouting and looking. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, not have those pressures get to you. But once once you overcome that and you're out there just playing volleyball and, you know, it's like, wow, this, this could be a real dream of mine. Yeah. And so starting to talk to coaches and seeing my uh, older teammates commit to places because I normally played with older girls. Um, and... Being on the phone, I remember it was June of my junior year, I think, so I was a pretty late commit for volleyball. Um, and telling, you know, Coach Nelson, hey, I want to be a Zag, sitting next to my dad, that was a pretty cool moment that I'll never forget because, like I said, you dream about it. The recruiting process is long, hard, tedious, it sucks. It's kind of like dating. Like, you never know, like, do I text <laughs> them back? Do I not? Like, do I call them? Um, so that was a great moment was becoming a Zag, and I don't regret it at all. What Was Gonzaga the school recruiting you the most, or were there other schools that, like, put in a hard hard pitch? I had a couple schools hard pitching, but like I said, it's sometimes if they're coming at you too hard, it might be too good to be true. Yeah. Um. And so what was funny with Gonzaga is that I talked to Coach Nelson, and 
I could tell that I would be an impact player here. And, you know, I, I could have gone to a larger school and maybe, you know, only played three rotations or played behind someone who's a powerhouse a lot bigger than me, stronger than me. So I wanted to go to a school where I could make an impact immediately. Um, and it's it's cliche and cheesy, but the moment I finished my visit on campus, like I had a feeling. Mm. Um, and with other schools, sure, the coaching was great. This facility's great. Record great. But like there's a there's a special feeling on this campus that just it really can't be matched like it's it's very true what was the feeling because i feel like going back to your main values Mm -hmm. you know family yeah um so this is a small oh in religion yeah this is a small religious school Mm -hmm. and it it make it feels like a community here yeah is that kind of why gonzaga felt like it was home for you yeah that's definitely factored into it like i said i actually didn't say this gonzaga i didn't know it existed like (laughs) until i got an email from uh coach nelson and so i looked into it a little bit and i was like oh yeah they're ivy league of the west coast that's pretty sick Mm -hmm. uh yeah religious private small um and my mom was like you can't take for granted this smaller size campus and i was like oh but i want to go somewhere big and I, my younger self was more into like, oh, facilities, they sponsored by Nike, like who plays here, you know? But then you get here and you see the the quaint little weight room. You're like, oh, well, it's not the best weight room, but like, let's talk to the strength coach. Fell in love with Travis Knight. If you don't know who TK is, he is amazing. And now Michael Taylor, like the two of the greatest guys I know. Um, Having conversations with them in that small little box office didn't matter if the weight room was as big as this room. Like it just felt like they genuinely wanted me and they were, they really cared for me. It wasn't just an investment as a, oh, you're a 2019 outside hitter, you know, you're 5'10", you may or may not play a lot, but you Mm -hmm. could be an impact, you know? It felt like a business deal where here it was like, we handpicked you, which made me really excited. You know, if someone sees those things in you, it's like, damn, they they really want me. And that's what I got and I still get every day while I'm here in some way or another. What was Idaho State recruiting you? Obviously that being the closest college to home. And yeah, was that something um, was that at school you considered? Yeah, well, Idaho. it is in home. It's in Pocatello. It is in home. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes away. You know, I, I grew up watching Idaho State play. Obviously, um, watched some all Americans there. Um, and Idaho State was my first collegiate offer when I was a freshman, which was I was really young and I was like, Oh, I didn't really expect it. Um I did consider it, but I, like I said, I, I wanted to push my boundaries more. I've been around that town my whole life and uh, loved it, loved my family, obviously, but I wanted a home away from home. Right. Um, and ultimately, like the coach here, the values that I saw on campus, like they were more appealing to me in the end. And I, um, I like I said, don't regret it at all. But I thought about it a little. Mom was mad I didn't go through with <laughs> would, it. And she's oh, tried. Yeah. She totally tried. Imagined, yeah. <laughs> Especially now. She's like, you can always come back. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> no, you're tampering. Like, don't do that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> ISU always cheer for the Bengals, but I'm a zag for life for there sure. Go. There we go. Yeah. And obviously it's because uh, not only is she, your mom wants you to be closer to home, but she also played there. Mm-hmm. She played at Iowa State as a volleyball player. And she's yeah. the AD. And she's AD. I know, the Bengal blood, the, the orange Bengal and black. <laughs> the orange I'm and black sure, is I'm deep. Sure she was very upset. Yeah, you know, and my grandma's there too. And it'd be pretty cool to play in front of a hometown crowd, being a hometown kid. But I. Hometown hero. Oh, yeah, you know, there but you I, like I said, I wanted to push it and see yeah, what yeah. I could do elsewhere because I think it's, it says a lot when someone goes far away from home and can 
can still do what they love and create a new community, a new family that they can always come back to. Mm-hmm. Expand your experiences. Yes, you know, for sure. Leave the small town. Um, my question is, what what role did your parents play in your volleyball career growing up? Were they more like hands on, like uh, like parent coaches, yeah. or were they more like hands off? Like, were they giving you guidance since they have experience at a D1 level? Yeah, so my mom and dad raised me to be very independent. Um, They weren't the parents in the stands yelling or emailing coaches for me. They were like, you you do it. I'll give you a couple of tools, but this is this is your life. This is your dream. You're working for this. So I really gained a huge sense of independence. Uh, but as for the coaching, my mom has been – she was my coach throughout my entire life. Um, oh, wow. She coached at Century High School where I played um, for 10 years, and she won six state titles in a row. And my freshman year, we won her last year of coaching together when I was a freshman. Um, So she was my coach all throughout um, in club up to my freshman year. She coached my 18s team club. I mean, she she directed a club in Pocatello, and we made a, a killer team from the best girls all around the area. So my mom as a coach, she definitely was very hard on me. Um, and we, we created such a good relationship and, you know, driving 10 hours to go to this tournament or driving back from practice. But she, um, she always believed in me. She never, she, she never gave anything to me, um, which I really appreciated. And, um, the dynamic that I grew up having a mom as a coach is something really special that I think not a lot of people get the chance to, to have. And so I'm very grateful for that. Um, she's a hard ass though. It was, (laughs) it was tough, but I mean. She's taught me a lot, and then she sent me off somewhere else where I could get better and learn more. So I would not want it to have done it any other way. Like, there's nothing sweeter than winning a state title with your mom, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Did you ever feel any pressure to sort of live up and, like, make her proud or, like, not disappoint her? Um, I don't ever think I really did. I just think that volleyball was something fun we did together. Uh, there was never really, like, those car rides home after a game if I didn't play well where she'd be. She'd be on me. It wasn't like that. It was, you know, I love you and I'm proud of you, but we got work to do. It was, I always knew still to this day, if I played bad, I'll, I'll get a text. I'll check my phone after the game. It says like, proud of you, love you. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't play well. That's a text I'm going to get. So I never really felt pressure. Even though that I knew my parents had high expectations, I knew they had prepared me to reach those. Uh, So I had confidence and it was never like any bad relationship with sports and parenting where I know sometimes it can get rough. Yeah. You know? So it sounded like they were hands off. They gave you the keys, but they still gave you guidance Yes, because they had a ton of knowledge and they weren't super hard. Like they were hard on you, but in a good way, in a positive Mm -hmm. way where it it made you want, it made you have fun. Maybe not always too much fun, but like still had enough fun where you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't hate this. But what was that dynamic like at home? Because your mom was your coach growing Mm up all your life. Now, she was your coach growing up all your life. So were you kind of used to that already? Or was it still like kind of weird when you went home where you're like, oh, this is my mom, but she's also my coach, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say maybe sometimes it was a little bit like that. Just, you know, as you got older and older, as the stakes did get higher. Um, but my mom and me are like, we're, she's my best friend. And so it never, n- nothing ever really came between that. There was all those fun times we had on the road, like they just strengthened our relationship at home because mm-hmm. no one is, I mean, I got very blessed spending that much time with my mom because I, um, traveling hotel rooms together, like days in convention centers. So I would say it just only strengthened the home relationship being, you know, doing hard things together, like playing a sport and competing. Yeah. 
Awesome. Absolutely. And you guys have a big road trip coming up on Tuesday too. Pepperdine, yes. right? Yeah, the best one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously you've been to Pepperdine before, right? Mm-hmm. You've played them before. And it's in Malibu, which me and Bobby are a little familiar with it because we're both from Southern California. Oh, very nice. So, so yeah, a little, little jealous that, <laughs> so you know, jealous. get to be there. A little homesick. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little, a little, a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. The weather makes us feel a little homesick yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, what is Malibu like and on those trips? Yeah, I would love to explore more when I'm not, like, playing volleyball. But um, I love the drive from the hotel to the gym, like, before the game. It's about, like, 45 minutes through just beautiful foothills. Like, I got my AirPods in. We're getting in the zone. And, like, it's... It's gorgeous. I love to see the ocean. It just really makes me appreciate like what I like what I'm doing because not a lot of people get the chance to travel to all these amazing places with their best friends. Like it's a pretty unique experience. So definitely in the fields looking out the window, the bus driving with, you know, the AirPods in. It's it's a great trip. Where do you see Pepperdine's the best place to play on the road if you had to choose? I would say like the the gym itself, the campus is very beautiful, but playing on the road, I would say BYU is the most okay. fun. Just the atmosphere. Yeah, the they have really nice TerraFlex court, so not hardwood. It's yeah. springy. You like the the fans come out every time. I mean, ten thousand fans in this place. Damn. And oh, wow. maybe, this... uh, maybe eight, probably eight thousand. Like McCarthy. Like is there's, it... it's very yeah. wide and expansive. Yeah, like, yeah. and they all show up. Oh yeah, like B- Salt Lake City loves or Provo loves their volleyball team. Um. So they're really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they're sense, very yeah. good. So like being back there brings back like those memories from playing in a more like hostile gym when I was younger. Yeah. Um. So playing there is fun. Fun. Yeah. Um. I want to sort of talk about your the team performance overall this year and yeah. sort of how you guys did. Obviously, not the season maybe you were hoping for, but yeah. were there any any strengths you took away? Like, what's sort of your overall outlook on how you guys did this season? Yeah. You know, we we had a talk before we even started that we wrote up on the whiteboard what what are those things that will make us successful that are not wins and losses so basically outcome oriented and we wrote a couple of things down like you know we still love each other at the end of the season we still love the game we've gotten better we've grown things like that and looking back you know like you said our record is not the best but i could say that the culture that we've created on this team this year is by far the greatest culture i've ever been a part of here at gonzaga um because creating a culture and then maintaining it's a really hard thing to do with 16 different personalities yeah, at right. the same time. Right. And so I think with this team, we've we found our identity is that scrappy underdog team who just out-teams people. Like, our connection on the court, our energy. Like, you can tell we're loving each other and we're having fun while we're kicking your ass if we're kicking <laughs> your ass. Which is, which is what, like I said, makes it fun. Um, so that's a strength. A weakness, I'd say, you know, we, we went through a lot of adversity with COVID. um. Mm. Our grad transfer setter leaving just really abruptly. That was hard. Um, but I'd say, like, we're still finding our identity and who we are. We have right. great individual just fires and personalities. And once those all finally can work together to show up the same way every single day with that consistency, we'll be good. I think we're very young. And so that inconsistency comes from maybe some lack of maturity and just some mental fortitude that we can always get better at. So I think as we get older, we're only going to get better um, from here on out because the talent and the drive is there, you know. Also, I would imagine not having Alyssa the entire year definitely hurt you guys a little bit too. Yeah, Alyssa Hughes, uh, she has a cannon of an arm, hammer, and uh, it's it's been hard to watch her try and come back and just, you know, have that pain and not be able to play because she was, I think she was a second team last year. Um but Juliet stepped up huge in the middle. Oh, She's yeah. a true, uh, a COVID freshman. 
um and she's great our middles are amazing but um i really hope she's on the court next year and that'll be huge for us since cara we only get her for one year sadly yeah, which right. which is tough but um no nah, if Husey can come back we're gonna be in good shape what was the dynamic like in the locker room after the main setter left just out of nowhere yeah um man it seems like it was forever ago i completely like forgot that you know, she's a teammate uh mm -hmm. it was it was really odd it was it was hard because it's kind of unheard of to just leave in the middle of a season but obviously she had she had some things going on and we had to soak it in for a little bit we couldn't feel sorry for ourselves and we had to we had to bounce mm -hmm. um and only look forward but uh we had to give all of our faith and confidence in the world to kao our, our setter now because yeah. that's such a hard position to be in as a as a true freshman uh mm -hmm. coming in having to take this spot over and uh just telling her hey if you lay up any ball for me i'm gonna do the best i can with it i don't care where it is like and you see her now just cold as ice. She has ice in her veins. And uh, <laughs> I think we all just rallied around her, and that, that helped us get through it together. You know, mm -hmm. we lost someone, but we're going to put all our energy into the girl that we really care about now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about teammates leaving, Cara leaves after the season. Yeah. What is that going <laughs> to – how does that impact the team? And, like, what are you going to miss most about her? Yeah, I, uh, I, I love Cara more than words. She uh, was such a blessing to us. She, her story – it's pretty amazing. She came from a, a bad university where she just, you know, her value as a person depended on if she played well or not. She yeah. didn't come from a great culture, and we all just fell in love with her instantly. I'd, I'd say I'm going to miss our, our early morning lift sessions together every day. I just texted her a couple hours ago if you want to you wanna go in at 8 tomorrow, and she's like, that's the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> like, all right. So um, it's, it's not so often that you meet a person who has that same just, like, drive for life and just doing it and i'm gonna miss her she's my biggest motivator if i'm feeling down on some days she's like get your ass up we're going to the gym and i'm the same way with her um so she she's the best teammate i think i probably ever had with just how selfless and encouraging she is but um and she also can hype anybody up she's very sweet but she's she loves competing too yeah. She's de I've definitely saw her actually because we're actually in the same class together. Because I'm, oh, I'm also no graduate. I'm a, yeah, I'm also a grad student. Yeah. And we also had like a mic oh like a mock trial, and I'm mm -hmm. be honest with you, she did really well. I know she told me she got a pantsuit for it. And she did. Yeah, everyone looks well, and she everyone did a great job. But yeah, she killed it out there. Yeah, she's yeah. she's pretty great. Yeah, so. she's great. yeah, no, she's great. I mean, she we we beat her so competitiveness. Oh, a little, oh I know. I, I, she was talking about it for days. Yeah. She was no. salty. I, I, <laughs> she was salty. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I thought they would have won, but to be fair, like we got ten points extra, so like, uh, yeah, like yeah, we we totally shouldn't have won that, but we can't go back and you know, yeah, take what you can get. Exactly. Is, is there, was there Dubs like your, was there like exactly. things you guys did on road trips, or maybe not even with Car, but like with the team as a whole, that like just things you would do every time, or things that you just remember the most about, like some great memories. Yeah. Oh, let me think. Um, lately we've been like we love making the TikToks where someone will start singing. Like we're a cappella, so a cappella, and the next person will finish it. I don't know if you've seen those, but we're all terrible singers, <laughs> and so they're pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, we like doing that. Um, we love going to Whole Foods together and just like getting as many snacks as possible, and we'll all go in someone's room and chill and watch a movie. Um, but the roads a really good time to like take the best naps of your life. So honestly, like we're napping when we're not together. <laughs> so the road's fun, but at the end of the day, like. Malibu is going to be great because there's a beach, so that'll be a great little addition to this trip.
Who would you say is the worst singer? If you if you don't mind answering that, <laughs> probably oh. Kennedy Cross. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> probably Kennedy. She thinks she's really good. Okay, Kennedy thinks she's super good at like everything. She's very confident. And so when we're standing there, even before a game, like for the national anthem, I'll just hear like this really off pitch, like no. half half whisper, half like real voice sing. I'm like Kennedy, shut up. Like, <laughs> probably Kennedy's bad. <laughs> we're all we're all not good, especially because our voices get. Like, mine sounds kind of manly right now just from all the screaming and yelling we do on the court, but we're not very gifted in that department. <laughs> best. Who's the best? KL. KL's K-L. very good. Grace was in choir, fun fact, in oh, high school. Oh, but wow. She won't sing for us, but I know she's secretly good. She, she's just, she just doesn't she's like, no, I'm not going to sing. I'm like, dude, you're good, though. She's like, I'm not going to. I'm like, okay. But, yeah, KL's good. You'll hear yeah. her, like, just singing everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Does she have, like, a go-to song? Or what song that she just starts belting out? Um, man, she's she's from Hawaii, so yeah. she sings just a lot of like really pretty Hawaiian songs. Mm-hmm. Not ever a go to. She's always just she's just going off. Uh, what about pregame routines? What is it like in, individually or as a team? Yeah, as for yourself. Okay. Um, let's see. Typically, one of my favorite things I like to do is I, me and Travis Knight, he's a basketball strength coach. He's kind of like my sensei, I guess, in a way. And we we have Zooms each week about uh, this book called DeMello Ways to Love. And it basically talks about how to find this like unconditional freedom um, in doing what you love. And I'll read a chapter before each game. And I've read the chapters probably all like, I don't know, 30 times over and over again. But each game day, I'll choose a chapter that I need out of it. And it's just very grounding and reminds me to enjoy the flavor of the moment is what I always say to myself and to trust myself. So before I'll I'll be saying things like that to myself but um I love just connecting with my teammates you know there's a lot of people who might like Michael Jordan would go into a corner or Kobe and they need silence they need to close their eyes but I'm the type of person that I get my fuel and my zen from interacting with teammates um cracking jokes being goofy like I I'll get locked in but like I said it's all about having fun and not taking it too seriously I have those couple few things I do but love being around the team what about like a go-to song like if you're if you're like plugged in and you have your airpods or whatever on like what's your go-to song to what's get you hyped up like? oh man okay this is gonna be really funny and kind of expose some of my teammates but have you guys seen spirit the movie spirit with the horse yes no i've i've okay. seen clips the soundtrack is phenomenal and like all of us didn't know we liked the movie until we just talked about it you know the beginning of the season so literally all of us on the bus rides are playing the spirit soundtrack in our headphones what there you go that's crazy. That's team bonding. Right? Yeah, team yeah. Like, I don't really. Yeah, I don't have like a go-to. Oh, I have to play this song, but like that's a soundtrack that you can. It just makes you feel like you can do anything. So you gotta listen. You might have to check it yeah, out. Check <laughs> it out. Yeah. For, for this podcast next week or yep. you're right, exactly. <laughs> like let's go. Yep, there you go. How, how would you how would you assess your performance like individually up to this point? Like, are you satisfied with how you've done? Is there to me some things parts of your game you think you can improve on? Sort of? Yeah. Uh, just with my personality, I would probably say, like, I'm never going to be totally satisfied, you know. Um, but I think that this year has been kind of pivotal and that I just, I've found, like, my freedom. You know, playing free is the most amazing feeling when you don't have to really think. Um, and it's easy to do when you love the girls you're with. Um, and so I think my I'm happy with how I've been playing recently just because I I feel like... Um, it's fun. Competing's fun. And I'm not worried about outcome as much as just my process, which has been really helpful. And 
I think what's also great is that I, I know I have the reps, I know I have the training and now it's just time to stand up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident and I can't wait to see, you know, what's, what's in store for Tuesday ball. So like going into my first actual spring training season because COVID kind of ruined the first one and then we Mm -hmm. were playing again last spring. So I think it's just a huge door of opportunity in front of me and we'll see what happens. I just want to stay in the moment though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, well, next question is actually to go a little away from the moment, so a little more to the future. Because you guys are gonna, have, yeah, you guys are gonna have a good team next year. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of experience coming into next year. Uh, what do you guys? What do you have? You guys talked about goals for next year? Have you guys? You know, have you guys thought about that, or just kind of wait until next year to go around that? Yeah, you know, once uh, Coach Nelson announced that she she wasn't going to be here, I think everyone immediately was like, "Well, this is it's going to be a big change because all we've known the past you know four years every day is is this same routine," and so I think it was. It was, it's kind of shocking, you know, to have someone like that leave your life, but also I think we're all very open-minded and excited, um, to unlock a new level. Like I said, I think this year we, we were a little, um, immature just cause we are young and we're all like, we had a whole new team pretty much with transfers, um, people graduating. So I think that obviously we would love to be contending for that championship next year and really figure out our identity, who we are as a team. So I think this was a great building year. It was a lot of adversity. Mm-hmm. It was tough, but I think we all have a thicker layer of skin after that. Um, and I can't wait to, to see what the spring brings because I know we're going to get after it. What was it like uh, playing for Coach Nelson? You know, she, she was, it was different playing from her as a coaching perspective because coming from my mom, who's very intense out there, in your face, just demanding. Coach Nelson was more of a sit back and observe um, type of coach. And so a lot of times that would make it a little easier for me just to to think about the game and to play. Um, she's taught me so much about being a good outside hitter. She she is very knowledgeable. And there, there was never a time when I didn't think that she believed in me or my process. Um, so I'll miss it. I, I, will, I, will ever, I will always cherish my assistant coach, Katie, as well. Um, and, you know, I hope she maybe is with us next year. We don't, we don't know what that looks like, but she, she brings that fire that I love and having an assistant coach that you can, you know, vibe with on that level where you can text her any hour of the day and say, Hey, do you want to break down film? Do you want to get extra reps in? That's, it's pretty cool. They're, they're there to give you every tool to get better, which is nice. It's not like they don't want to be here. You know, are you a little nervous going into next season knowing that you don't have your, the same coach as lot or this last year, coach Nelson? It's definitely um, anxious because it's it's unknown. They they would like to have a, a coach here by the time we get back from Christmas break. So that's that's kind of scary to think. You know, when am I going to meet them? Um, what are they going to be like? But you know, in talking with our admin, you can tell that they're so bought in and invested to getting the best person in that head coaching position. So I honestly feel so much opportunity, so much excitement. Um, and sure, everything will probably be flipped over on its head, but I think change is good. Mm-hmm. And I know that we can adapt to change just based on some of those hardships we had to go through this season. And I'm not questioning if anyone's bought in to our team and our culture. And that makes it so much easier when our team unit is so strong that whoever's going to be leading us, I think we're all going to be going in the same direction, which is pretty calming, you know? Yeah. So. Do you see yourself as a leader? Yes. Yeah. Um, I love, I love encouraging, love giving, you know, I love pushing, but I was always the girl too, who I, it would either be my way or the highway. That's how I used to see myself as a, as a kid who used to lead. And now, um, I love just, you know, setting an example and bringing people with me is what I love to do. And 
it's easy to be a leader when the girls that are you're surrounded by are so like-minded and have the same goals as you um but I definitely use my voice I'm not shy um and I love it awesome yeah absolutely I mean definitely not shy with um you know with just leading on especially in the weight room and such Mm -hmm. Um, so switching gears to like, uh, you know, using your voice for, you know, sponsorships or whatnot, mm-hmm. we saw that you have, you know, two big sponsorships, right? Arbonne and uh, Black Label Supplements. Yeah. So how do those like come about and like, do, did they go after you? Or did you kind of go after them? Yeah. So, um, with NIL coming out, obviously we had, you know, huge step. I wasn't going to be, um, like a Zion Williamson or anything <laughs> making right. millions. So, right. but I love fitness, love health. So I was like, oh, these are two areas that I could, you know maybe see myself doing some things in because I would post normally and wanted to get into it. Um, but Arbon, my personal trainer at home, Jen Simmons, she actually is a district manager for the company. And she, oh. she reached out to me and said, Hey, this is, this is kind of cool. Would you want to be my consultant? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, but, um, that's been a cool journey because, you know, obviously like I align with the brand, the products, but also I'm supporting my, my girl, Jen, my trainer at home, right. um, and working for her has been really fun. And alongside with Arbon, I'm also doing some promotional things for her gym and her online trainings, which uh, I love and is totally up my alley. And then with Black Label, uh, Troy Bell reached out to me, um, and he also is sponsoring uh, three other athletes at home. So a tight end for our university, mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback, a women's basketball player, and then me. And so I love that it's local. Um, they're on the come up. It's not just this big big company that right. I have to post a couple stories every day about. It's it's something I'm invested in and can go back home to and interact with different athletes at home and people who I like. So these it's fun because I know the people involved and I want them to succeed, but they also want to support me as well, right. uh, which is a cool little trade-off. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Like what is Arbonne about and Black Supplement? Yeah, so Black Label Supplements, um, the man who runs it was a Idaho State football alum. Uh, he owns like two CrossFit gyms in Pocatello. Um, his daughters are great athletes. One of them just committed to Weber State to play soccer. And so he's he's been around youth and athletics for a long time. And I think he wanted to just take his passion to the next level and creating you know healthy, clean supplements that NCAA athletes can use because there's so many things that you don't know what's in them. You know, you can get drug tested and get in trouble. Eligibility gets a little wonky. And so... I think that's kind of his mission is to support athletes in a clean and healthy way. And similarly with Arbon, Arbon is um, all natural, vegan, organic, um, and they really support holistic health, which is important to me too. Because, as you know, it's not just about you know how you feel physically, but mentally as well. And so they support that whole idea of healthy living holistically, your lifestyle, not just with products, but how you can um, make others like feel good and teach them about health. So that's one area where I want to keep diving into is just like informing others about how to be healthy right. and giving them the tools, which Jenna's given to me. Are, uh, are you a vegan yourself? I'm not. Okay. But. No, not, I mean, not many people are, but. I, yeah, I love, question. I love steak too much. That's a fair enough answer. You know? <laughs> yeah. What is, um, what products does Arbon like specifically uh, sell or produce because i saw on your a couple of your stories yeah. that there's like mascara yeah but there's is it also like food and like i thought i also saw like a powder yes yeah know. so is, like i said with holistic health there's you know proteins bars um like pre-workout post-workout and then they have the whole skincare makeup side of things which like i'm kind of getting into more but you know it caters to a different audience mm-hmm. 
Um, so they do everything to, yeah, mind, skin, makeup, uh, you know, workout. So they kind of have the whole gamut of products. Interesting. Nice. So it's kind of like a local Target online. Low key, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <There> yes. <laughs> Two new companies got to check out then. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, a little about your uh, yourself as a student, mm-hmm. your student life. Uh, what is your major? So I'm a business major. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm concentrating in law and public policy. Oh wow. And I'm minoring in sport management. There you go. So, there you uh, go. Yeah, Good I didn't idea. start off as a business major though. I was a human phys major, mm-hmm. and. Um, I didn't do. I got like a three six my my freshman semester, but very good. I think that after just being, you know, beat to a pulp by chem and physics and math all mm-hmm. throughout high school, I was just like so tired of it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna go see what else is out there, and um, I really like it. I enjoyed a lot. Lots of interactions with people and um, networking, communicating, speaking, which I really enjoy doing. So we'll see where that takes me. So business law. Are you trying to be a lawyer? I would like to go to law school. I think that's the goal. And um, I think I want to be a sports agent or somehow be involved um, in law and sports somehow, just as that's really emerging now. You see with NIL and other things like that. So um, I would like to go to law school. Yeah. Sweet. What would you say is is your favorite building on campus, if you you have one? Uh, I'd probably say Volker. Volker Center. What's Volker? Martin the, Center. Martin right Martin. outside yeah. of RSU. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right yeah. where the men's basketball facility is. Oh, like okay, facility. Yeah. I've never heard of Volker. I know Martin. Yeah, Center. Martin. Yeah. Just because like, we spend all our time there. We have we got food there. We have the massage chairs. We got everything you need in the building. You could stay in there all day chair, and survive. So, um, they got everything in there. Like the, yeah, you got everything chair. in there. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> awesome. Yes. I'd be there in 24-7. You said yeah. snacks, massage chairs. The big Normatec boots, compression boots yeah. like, for oh, your legs. And then study rooms. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh yeah, you guys do have a study room. Yeah, the academic yeah. lab is great upstairs, yeah. and it's just fun because everyone is there all the time, and so you're constantly just running into friends, and uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what would you say? I guess up to, up until now, so far, is your favorite memory as a student? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, man, I would probably say I really loved athlete formal my freshman year, just because you know you don't see anyone in nice clothes or that clothes that aren't sweats for like, you know, most of the time. And so it's fun to, to go out with everybody and just get to know each other a little better that way. Um, but honestly, like the little moments, like in passing, studying in the lab together or in the training room, just, you know, talking before practice, like those are the little moments I love a lot. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't take any for granted. Did you have a so. date for that formal? Went stag. Went stag. Went stag. Old. I respect it though. I respect, I respect, <laughs> I respect yeah. it. Uh, and the volleyball team, for some reason, like we always just go like, just by ourselves unless we have a date. But um, like the athlete community is so it's so fun. So yeah. it's what not, does Wentz stag mean? By himself. By, by himself. Oh, okay. No, no date. Just you know going. Just going, vibing. Having so fun. fun, right? Oh yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. It sounds fun. Yeah. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, plans for the next five years. Where do you see yourself? Ooh. Well, I th- I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna be here next year, uh, playing volleyball. But as for five years, we'll see how the law degree's coming along. Yeah. Um, I I definitely wanna wanna see if I can pursue playing volleyball, whether it's in the sand or maybe somewhere overseas if that's in the cards. Um, but like I said, I wanna stay in the moment. Um, but I see myself always being around athletics, family, friends, um, and just competing somehow so whether that's in school or on the court still or i have to finally get a job 
we'll see what what that is. <laughs> Interesting. I'm I'm gonna let Nassine ask this next question because I know he was very passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And definitely just had no clue what it was. I'll, I'll, I'll let you roll with it. <laughs> yeah. So I've been seeing like Visco. Ah. Visco, and I've heard things like <laughs> Visco girls. I know it's in your Instagram bio. Oh, you're gonna flame me for having that in no. the bio. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm generally curious what it's, it's about. I don't know what what is Visco because like I did a little bit of research and it says it's just like a another social media where you post pictures yeah. but like why visco if there's already instagram and then why is there yeah. like already like a subsection for like visco girls specifically uh, okay i mean guys i'm curious it's a good question okay so point. like i'm not very artsy or aesthetic at all like i'm super not crafty like i always have someone else edit my photos I'm like i don't know how to do this or i don't have the time yeah. so basically I just think it's a fun place to just dump all your pictures that like maybe you don't want to post or that are, you know, maybe not Instagram worthy to post. I don't know. It's it's fun because there's so many like really cool little memories you forget about that you just kind of dump there. And it's fun to go and look and see what people like really like to do, because I know a lot of a lot of my guy friends, they like see they follow me. I'm like, oh, he has a visco like what? And he's super artsy. And it's fun to see like people have different hobbies and photography is a lot of or it's a hobby that a lot of my teammates have too. And so um, seeing their stuff, it's it's fun and they kind of inspire me to be more artsy. It sounds like sort of like a digital photo book. Yeah, it's like a little portfolio. It's like a little digital portfolio. That's like Instagram. That's the same thing. Instagram's more of like the major like events or like if you want to like. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say though. It sounds like Zoe's saying that it's more like Everyday uh, stuff. Like everyday stuff. Yeah. It's everyday more, things. It's more closer to like, Snapchat than it is Instagram. Yeah. I would, I would think. Somewhat. Is, is that correct? Some, some, it's, yeah, no. it's kind of like a little scrapbook, though. Because like, you go, yeah. Through, yeah. You go yeah. through summer and you see like all the fun things you did in the summer. And then a season comes. And it, it's cool to see just kind of like what you do. Yeah. And it's my attempt at being artsy. <laughs> yeah. It, my sad so, little attempt. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, my visco is growing, though. It's, it's, it's not yeah. that bad. I'm getting better. I think editing is fun. Yeah. So it's like an artsy collectors like photo di- it's a digital scrapbook basically. That, that's like less for the bougie for the bougie <laughs> for the bougie i'm trying to be bougie but it's, it's, it's for the bougie so it's, people probably see my visco and are like what is that <laughs> like it's a piece of pizza i'm like i like pizza so yeah, post it. wait that's is that would you define that as bougie or no because I, I feel like bougie would be like just the like a super nice picture because that's what that's what we're kind of saying it's, right now that's what instagram yeah. is like for the super nice big moments and yeah, Vesco is just like the everyday things. So would yeah. you consider that bougie or no? It, I would consider a lot of things you see on Visco too. At least my Visco is not. My Visco is not bougie. It's very like everyday. Yeah. But the best like photos that are on there, I guess you could argue, are the ones that are like super well done. Like they're very idealistic. Like you'll see the cute couple pictures or like fancy restaurants, like fancy lofts, like that kind of thing. So you know? why not? Why not just post that on Instagram? I feel like we can I'm, talk about this all day. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm just I think for the sake of, the sake of time, we can we, we should move <laughs> on. I think we can talk about this off. Just off make a visco air. and then like make yeah. it whatever vibe yeah. you want. Yeah. Visco guy yeah. in the scene over here. You know? The scene's yeah. gonna be the the, the, the heart of visco yeah. now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think for the sake of just mankind, we should move on. But. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No worries. No so worries. so we so we do this with all our guests. We sort of yeah. ask you like just simple questions, sort of that may, maybe can spark debate between us, but like I could debate. Yeah. So we call them like get to know you questions. But um, so our first one for you is uh, who would you who is your hero? Would you say? My mom. I think it's the easy one. Just yeah. seeing her like kill everything that she sets out to do is pretty inspiring. And so I definitely like want to be like her when I grow up. I guess you could say. 
Um, there's not much that women can't do. So, yeah. respectable yeah. answer. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, heroes, heroes conquer fears, right? So, like, what's your biggest fear? Oh, I, li- I like Ooh, that. Tra- that was a good, that was that was so a good, good transition. That was so okay. Shoot. Respect, respect, respect. Oh man. <laughs> um, man, I was definitely the kid who I would turn off the lights and sprint up the stairs from my basement. So, like, okay. I don't like the dark or like basements. And I live in a basement right now, so. Interesting. It's, yeah, yeah I'm not really scared of much, but the dark does freaking scare me. It's yeah. just, so no spiders, no heights, none of that stuff? No. Good. Yeah, no snakes, nothing like that. But those bubble lights turn off and it's those over. Oh, yeah, those over. lights are off. The automatic sensors, I'm like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> why, why the dark? Besides the fact that it's like. You can't see. You can't see. <laughs> um... I feel like it's just because I can't see, and I don't know who's coming going to come at me. Yeah, I was always question. afraid, like, or I guess being ambushed, like not yeah. being aware of like what's around me, and then someone just coming out of nowhere. So it's just not being aware you're surrounded. Yeah, that's okay. probably that's nice. a good way to put it. Thank you. Yeah. Your favorite treat after a long day? A pint of ice cream. Ooh, what oh, type? What, 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 what type? Yeah. yeah. What flavor? What flavor? Uh, let's see. I like Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Probably brownie crumble. Ooh. It's a very good. That's, that's good. That's good. I like that it's option. A very that's good. good. I'm definitely like if I had a, yeah a long day, I'll just drive to Safeway and grab a pint of ice cream. No shame there. <laughs> no, yeah. no shame needed. You're not, <laughs> we're t- yeah, not we're the d- only yeah. one that does that. Yeah, that's exactly. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lifesavers. Your your favorite TV show and movie. So right now I am obsessed with Yellowstone. That TV show? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's on the Peacock Network. Okay. Yeah, I literally got a Peacock subscription just to watch it. Um. It's bringing back like the cowboy roots a little bit, being from Southern Idaho. So I love that show right now. I highly recommend it. Favorite movie is Step Brothers. Ooh. Come on, Will Ferrell is one of my favorite movies. Of all if time. I could have dinner with anybody, like movie. dead or alive, it'd be Will Ferrell for sure. Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> iconic. Iconic. A literally iconic. We can recite that word for a rule. It's not. <laughs> what are what are some shows like you binged in the past that maybe you used to like go to every go back to every once in a while? Uh, Breaking Bad was a huge binger. Uh, Breaking Bad, like yeah. you, you that know rocked. Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. That, like, Breaking Jordan Bad. Jordan Thompson was on the show. That was one of her favorite too. Yeah, or that, was, like, it? Was, it Jordan, was it? It was Jordan. It was, it was Jordan. It was Jordan. It was Jordan. Okay. Jordan. Yeah, Just love, oh, love Breaking Bad. That one. I'm gonna say I was definitely like into Grays. I definitely okay, I've watched yeah. I've watched everything. Uh, Vampire Diaries is a good Ooh. one. I I've met Ian Summerholder. No way. Yeah. Where? From one of, one of my past jobs, I worked for like a celebrity convention company. And so like, oh, it's, like it's like a small version yeah. of Comic-Con basically. And so at the convention, like I was doing like escorts and he's one of the people I was working with. I'm really jealous. He's actually really, really nice. He's the nicest pure person ever. So Yeah, I'd say. A little, little flex on that. <laughs> yeah, a little name <laughs> drop over there. Enough, enough about that. <laughs> no, nah, those are the top three. Breaking Bad though probably is the one that was like. What about Narcos? Have you seen it? Ooh. I've never seen Narcos. That's- Highly, highly I know to see like Narcos is that one a Netflix? lot. Yeah, it is. I okay. love Narcos. Yeah, like, I love like Narcos a lot. There's, they, there's a new season out. Yeah, there's Narcos Mexico season three, I think. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. It's, it's off season. I'll be, I'll be binging more shows in off yeah, season. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. that's facts. Yeah. If you're into like violence and gore, go to Narcos. Oh, perfect. Oh, Walking <laughs> Dead too. Oh, oh Walking yeah. Dead. Walking. That's, that's a classic are too. Are you are you a Game of Thrones person or no? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Me and me and Tia, my old teammate, we watched we watched it twice. Oh, Tia, yeah. So, okay. what, so what, what house would you be, be a part of in like the Game of Thrones? Do you think so? Uh, I definitely wherever Ned Stark was. Okay, House Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. I like that. Julian knows. Yeah, I do. Do you approve yeah. of that answer? 
What's up? You Absolutely. I love, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's either them or that's pretty much it. I mean, it's either that or dragons. So whatever you. Whatever when he you. got when he died, I thought. Whoa! I was hurt. Whoa. I was hurt. Oh, everyone knows Ned Stark dies. I don't know. I've everyone knows Ned Stark dies. This scene. It was season yeah. one. Okay. I like we got. I'm one of the few that hasn't seen Game of Thrones. I haven't either. But I've heard it's obviously it's a great show. Well, you know what? That's what that's what you guys get for spoiling. What's that one show for me? Oh, Squid Game. Yeah. That's what you guys get. I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen Squid Game. My teammates are binging it on the plane. I haven't watched it yet. It's a very very good show. Okay. He's obsessed with it. I love Squid Game. I love Squid Game. Getting the good TV rex right now. Yeah. There you go. Compile. Yes. That's another one that you should. I would wreck Squid Game. I'll hit it up. You're just a gory person, aren't you? I. That's I. I literally said I love gory TV shows. Oh, I'm kind of worried. Kind of sus. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that actually kind of goes well into our next question. So yeah, thank you for I, that. I mean, like, so our next question would be like, would you rather lose a year of your life or re- would you rather spend a year in jail? A couple would you rather for you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, use it, lose a year of my life. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like like at the end of my life, and it, or any when, time. whenever. I mean, just like you won't know when it is, but you just know that you're like losing a year off your life. Basically. Yeah, I definitely lose a year. I think jail would be super tough for me. Yeah. Why? Because mm. probably first of all, tiny beds. I like sleep spread eagle. That would be tough. Fair enough. And the bad food. I could not deal with that. That's true. Just being constrained, of course, obviously. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, constrained. All the terrible things. Jail. <laughs> I mean, it's jail. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we we have another jail question. I I mean, we're sticking with the jail theme. Sure. Uh, Might as well. Would you <laughs> Would you rather have one like real life get out of jail free card, or a key that opens any door to anything? Ooh. So basically, if you got to do over for a crime or just unlimited crimes, <laughs> like or unlimited access to crimes, yeah. I guess is what it, a good way to put it. No, nah, because nah, if you have a key to get in any door, pretty much you can. But you don't have to be a criminal. You can go. You can just go into a facility like a <laughs> random volleyball or basketball gym, and but you, that's breaking or, the or or go into like <laughs> the <laughs> old. <laughs> We're getting real technical. <laughs> or go to the old spaghetti factory and steal some pasta. You know that is so illegal. It's illegal. Actually, that's a crime. That is so yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely my bad. It, yeah, because if you use a key to get in anything, it, assuming it's after hours, it'd be a crime. Anyway, okay, okay. Sorry, we're getting, no, this we're is good. This is good input. This is good input. I would probably say the get out of jail free card because then you can do like whatever you wanted without the consequence. But you so only get one. Not? You only get one. I gotta make the, it good then. Gotta make it. Gotta make it good. I would hold okay. the biggest money heist. I would in yeah history. plan out like the oh. yeah huge heist. I don't know if I'd maybe commit it. I don't know how bad of a crime I would commit. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, let's go. Well, model that. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. the, definitely yeah. get out of jail free card. Get somebody with a car real quick. I'm taking. I don't know. You want to murder someone? No, I'm just, it's an option. Like the that's an option. I would never do that. I'm just saying it's an option for that's an option for us for some gory people over here. <laughs> I didn't honestly. I didn't hear what you said. It's but I'm taking the key. Good. I'm, ta- I'm taking the good. key. I want the spaghetti. I want the Why? spaghetti from Old Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> I don't know. I really want the. I really want spaghetti. That's, right that's the one thing you do is you're gonna steal spaghetti. You know, obviously, I'll do spaghetti more. Spaghetti is good. Though. I like spaghetti, but I don't know but if I'd use my one key no, to get spaghetti. No, no, you get you get a key like an unlimited key. I'm pretty sure that's what it's saying. <laughs> I, or a key that I'm, opens I'm, any door. I'm literally speaking. Is it one? Oh, a key. Yeah, a key. Yeah, yeah so that's so why I'm like, ah, oh, it's just one time. Okay, I was thinking this was an unlimited key that I could use like eternally. Get into an anything eternal, I an anything key. I ever wanted. An I was like, I'd rather I do that than just use one yeah, what that, at that point you can use a key to break to get out of jail yeah, anyway so <laughs> like, do that uh, so. what a question so either way, either way is really? it, yeah. that was that, tough moving that on yep. moving on moving on <laughs> yeah. if you could choose one superpower 
What would it be? I didn't mention Wonder Woman, but maybe if you, want, if you straight off of that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm, I'd probably say Reading Minds. Ooh, well, that's good. Like, why would you not want to read a mind? It's just you would know everything. You and I'm the kind of person true. who, I'm not a know-it-all, but, you know, competitive. I would want to have that edge and advantage. So I think being able to do that would be cool. It's mom mentality right there. Be? Oh, um, yeah, honestly, reading minds doesn't sound like a bad idea. Honestly, really? either that or, like, super speed. So you like get from you like oh like I left a minute late okay cool I'm gonna be here in a minute like <laughs> or like oh trans like transporting yeah exactly teleportation uh, yeah, or yeah teleportation yeah teleportation yeah. teleport would be sick like in between time think, maybe like past yeah, and future yeah. too that'd be oh the time travel would be yeah. that'd, that'd be great flying yeah I was thinking about that Superman flying. vibes yeah flying or uh being able to shoot webs out of my hand being like so Spider Man so just Spider Man so just Spider Man <laughs> basically yeah just Spider Man Spider Man was definitely like those movies like the first three you yeah. know with Peter Parker I, yeah. those were definitely some of my favorite movies and I was like, Wait, I think movies. I think yeah. they're all with Peter Parker or like yeah. the yeah. original yeah the OG yeah. Spider Man yeah I would say probably for me either invisibility or X ray vision I feel like you know invisibility is not a bad option invisibility would be super cool. Cause you, I mean, like think about it. Like I know this is kind of specific, but if you like want to go to a sporting <laughs> event, you could literally just walk up to the front, and literally stand on the court, and no one would see you. That's true. You could walk into a locker room and like literally stand next to your favorite people of all time, and no one would know. That'd be kind of creepy. Yeah, that'd be kind of creepy. You're the only one who knows it. Yes, but wouldn't it be kind of creepy to stand like next to the like? Is that is know? that Ethelgy right? Kind of stalker. This, this is all hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have probably. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You should, you should have left at that volleyball. You should have left it on court and been like, all right. Cool. And then X-ray vision low key also goes along with like the, the stalker vibes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna so, say yeah. spying. So, so, so I guess people. it's the narrative going around. Bobby's just a stalker. Kidding, Bobby's, just Bobby laser love ten. Laser vision. Laser vision. Yeah. <laughs> the laser goes. Oh, there laser vision. Laser there, vision. You there you go. There you go. Nice. And then, yeah, can we please move on to the next question? No hard feelings, no hard feelings. One final question for you. We were talking about karaoke earlier, and yeah. we were talking about, you know, favorite songs, you know, you like to sing. Mm-hmm. What would be like your go to song? Ooh. You're at a bar, your friends make you go up to the stage and sing a song. And you have, you've got one song, one shot at greatness. You're belting out, top of your lungs. Uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, great choice. Great choice. Long live Whitney. Whitney. Absolutely. <laughs> No, I went through a phase in middle school where I like was obsessed with her. Like, She's on a great the low. singer. That was like yeah. my guilty pleasure was like some Whitney Houston. She's an amazing singer. Yeah. Absolutely. Is she your favorite artist too? Um, she's definitely in the top. But like as the music taste has grown, like I have more. But she's the, she's a classic. Yeah, gotta love, gotta Absolutely. love. What about you guys? <sighs> my karaoke song. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you guys go first. I gotta think. You go it's first. It's a hard too. question. There's so many good There's ones. There's so many good yeah. songs. Okay, so I went to karaoke night last week, and I went with my go-to karaoke song, which is Part in the USA by Miley Cyrus. I literally was just going to say that. I was going to say that. Yep, that's a good one. No, you kidding. I did. I did. I went with it. I was, I'll be honest, it was a late night, and so they're like, what song do you want to play? Went that song. Be honest with you. The place went nuts, so it was a great vibe overall. I'm pulling up my playlist right now. I'm gonna like search for a song. I actually I just did karaoke to. I did a duet with Loic on men's soccer team. It was "Baby" by Justin Bieber. Oh, we kind of nailed that, that one. I can. Took over. You go. I'm, I'm, I would, I'm looking. I would sing in Spanish, okay. and okay. I would sing a song that's called "Se Supone." Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Is it like upbeat or is it like more upbeat? Up sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There we go. Okay, I think I have my answer. I. Pr- Probably Piano Man by Billy Joel. It's okay. Okay. Ah, that's uh, a good one. It's a long yeah. it's a long song. Like everyone knows but it. But everyone yeah. knows yeah. it. And if you just got the crowd involved, 
boy. I mean, game over. Crowd True. love you. Game yeah. over. Also, I'm learning to play piano, but <laughs> one step at a time. One step, one step, at, step at a time. Learn how to sing first. Superpower <laughs> piano. Play piano. Play piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The next Mozart. No. Wait, no. Who's so, can you speak Greek? Greek. So when I went to Greece, like when I was really young, I picked up a lot of it, and it, it's pretty much all gone now. But I mean, I know a couple basic like words, you know. But it, yeah. I would like to totally be fluent one day. Okay. Like that's kind of a goal. Over Christmas break is actually like start learning it again. Would you have joined the Greek life here if we had it? I mean, oh, Greek. Greek. I like that. I like that. I like that. I don't know. I feel like a sorority would be kind of tough to be a part of. Yeah. But if I were like in a different life, like why not? Yeah. Sure. Try. Fair enough. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was in Greek life. It was great. Oh, you were? I was for a bit. Oh, I was. Okay. It was no, no, I'm not going to bring it up, but it was, I mean, I did just bring it up, but I'm not going <laughs> to, it was, it was great. It was cool. You know, Arizona state, big university. Oh boy. Oh. You had a fun time then. <laughs> I enjoyed myself quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know if I could hang at yeah. the big school like that. Ace I could is. not hang in a sorority not, at all. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's something else. Honestly, like I like the vibes, like you said, yeah. like I like it a lot here. Like it feels like family, whereas over there it didn't uh-huh. feel as much as family. So That's absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, that's the show. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Of course. Welcome to the Gonzaga sports segment. We're going to give you some updates on the the Gonzaga sports teams. The men's basketball team played this Monday, November 15th, in the McCarthy Center. They beat Alcorn State 84-57 with 30 bench points, 54 points in the paint, and shooting 58.6% from the field. A couple key players were Julian Strother. He had 18 points on three of four shooting from the three. Three rebounds, two assists in 23 minutes. Hunter Salas had 16 points, two rebounds, and one steal. And Chet Holgram had 11 points, six rebounds, four assists, four blocks, and one steal. They beat a team they were supposed to beat. Their height and efficiency gave Alcorn State issues, and they dominated in the paint to win the game. So yeah, as this, we thought. Obviously, yeah. this wasn't a game. Don't yeah, exactly. This was a game. They were, this uh, is expected. Expected, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh Big shout out to Alcorn State, though. They played hard, and they played through the whole game. So um, Mark Few noted that as well. So um, great job. But, you know, we won the game, and, you know, we we ended up They ended up happy. Um, On Friday, November 19th in the McCarthy Center, the men's team played Bellarmine. They won 92 to 50. They shot 47.8% from the three-point line. Uh, They out-rebounded Bellarmine 40 to 20. And they had 25 points off of turnovers. A couple key players included Drew Timmy with 25 points, shooting 10 for 13 from the free throw line. And he even had one three-pointer. He did. You got to expand that range. That's yeah. pretty sweet. He's been shooting a couple, too, in his uh, last couple games. He doesn't. Yeah. He shoots, like, maybe one or two per game. But maybe it's that, yeah. But it's good to see him shooting and him making cool. some. Uh, he had five rebounds, one assist, and one steal to go along with that stat line. Julian Strother had 19 points, shooting four for seven from the three-point line and six rebounds. Chet Holgram had 18 points on seven dunks. Dude dominated. Some of those alley-oops were so nice. They were filthy. They got the the crowd hyped. Absolutely. Uh, Five rebounds, five assists, three blocks, and two steals. Uh, we, there was a free taco courtesy, taco Bell. Of, courtesy of Nolan Hickman. Fans for went crazy on that one. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Uh, he made the 10-3, so thank you, Nolan. Um, Gontega's been holding opponents to 61 points per game on the season, which uh, – is contributed from their height, athleticism, and efficiency. That's given them the keys to high-scoring affairs and low-scoring from their opponents. Their next game coming up is 
against ranked Duke Friday, November 26th at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. This will be played in Las Vegas. And Tarleton State, Monday, November 29th at 7 p.m. in the McCarthy Center. Bobby, what can you tell us about the women's basketball team? Move, yeah, moving on to women's basketball, they played Idaho State this past Thursday, winning by a score of 69-39, just complete domination throughout the entire game. Kaitlin Trong again leading the team with 11 points, three three rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Yvonne Ejim also adding in 10 points and three three rebounds. Uh, the team started off on a 21 to nothing run to start the game, so definitely got out and started the way that Lisa Forty wanted them to. I mean, not, not much you can do down 21 nothing to start the game. They also shot 52% as a team and also forced 17 turnovers. Moving on, the the team also played Stanford on on Sunday. Very close. I mean, that was that was one of the most hard-fought games I've seen the women play in a long time. They lost on, on 60, 66 to 62, unfortunately. But I mean, that that was a hell of, that was a hell of a game. I was there in person. I got to watch it. It was just the atmosphere. That was, that was the most people I've seen at a women's game in a long time. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, Melody Kempton was the star of the team. She had star the star of the game. Excuse me. Tallied 16 points, five rebounds, one assist. Uh, Eliza Hollingsworth also big spark off the bench finished with 12 points Yvonne Ejim with 11 points 6 rebounds Every, I mean everyone did well they had some chances at the end to tie it up One, I think Kaylin's shot went in and out at the end tough tough ending but definitely a lot of respect to the women Stanford's number 7 team in the country and I mean the women gave them all they could handle So and the reigning national champions and the too. reigning national champions exactly so, so huge shout out to the women's team uh, their next game is against Utah Friday, November 26th at 2 p.m. in Hawaii. They're in the Rainbow Wahine Showcase. So good luck to the women's team. Good luck. Uh, moving on to men's and women's cross country. Both teams competed in the NCAA Cross Country National Championships in Tallahassee, Florida. The men's team f- finished 26th overall. But more importantly, James Moore has set the program record with a 36th place finish in the 10K race. In a time of 29 minutes, 29 seconds, which previously beat out Yassin Gormali's program record of 55th place last year. So congratulations to James Mora. He's also the first cross-country All-American in program history. So again, huge shout-out to James Mora. Definitely a season for the for the record books. Uh, so congratulations to him. Good job, James. For the women, they only had one runner compete individually, so they weren't competing as a team, but still amazing for them. Kristen Garcia competed in the women's 6K, representing the Gonzaga team, and she finished in a career bless, a career best in 90th place with a time of 20 minutes 26 seconds. It has been the best finish by a GU women's runner since Shelby Mills placed 82nd in 2015, and this was the fastest 6K, fourth fastest 6K in program history. So huge shout out to Kristen Garcia on a hell of a season, and we're looking forward to see her in the spring for track and field. So. Women's volleyball, as we spoke with uh, Zoe earlier in the earlier in this episode, um, they they ended their home stand and obviously their last home game of the season um, was against uh, Portland, who they played early in the season on September 25th. They lost that three sets to zero. They didn't have Car McKenzie that game. Um, this game they did, and they won three sets to zero. So obviously it was senior day as well, and Caro being the only senior that was you know honored in that day definitely goes a lot to to that to that game. Honestly, it was a, it was a big time game for them, and it was a big time celebration for her. Um, Kennedy Croft and of course Zoe, they actually both had double digit kills with eleven and ten, with eleven for uh, Kennedy and ten respectively for Zoe. So overall, great day for the Zags, or great weekend for the Zags overall. 
And, um, you know, this also goes in our sort of our volleyball episode since we had Zoe on that earlier episode. So um, this is also, of course, Coach Diane Nelson's last home game that she'll be coaching in front of the Zags. And, you know, she did uh, this. She did announce that this would be her last season. So, um, you know, a bittersweet tool, but at the same time, great start, great finish to the season and great, uh, great revenge game for the Zags. And just a quick shout out to Diane for all her time here. Absolutely. I know she's moving more into the mother face of her life now. So obviously we wish her all the best. Absolutely. And obviously she's a Zag for life. And we just thank you very much for everything she's done for the volleyball program. Yeah, absolutely. Well put, Bobby. That, that was honestly what I, yeah, yeah, what I wanted to like say (laughs) too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, coach. Thank you, Diane. Uh, with that being said, that's the end of the Gonzaga Sports Update. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Zags on Air. Thank you.